What what is that? What the is strange it? voice of Mrs. Ward, Sergio Martini, Sergio Martino, Jello flick. Is that what that's from? It was also used in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill Volume Two. So you watched you watched that movie again? No, I just remembered it from the one time we saw it. That was the one standout besides my that's shocking ecstasy of it finally being over. <coughs> but I remember just the music playing. Like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. I always wonder where that was from because it was always very, like, very pretty, but very melancholy, like a very tragic romance. You know. Anybody else wonder what Sammo Hung's breast milk tastes like? <laughs> you are invited as we delve into the unhinged. Well, it ain't working now, Frank. the movie line. The grotesque. And the bizarre. Who calls me from out of the pit? Whether you asked for it or not, this is Late Night Psychorama. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is... I always feel weird saying that because gentlemen, I want to say gentlemen. Why? Because I feel like I'm saying gentlemen. Gentlemen. <laughs> the plural guy, of man is men. Yeah, Why I would know. you even have that in your but, head? I mean, but is is gentleman a word? Gentle gentleman is the singular of gentleman. Like, I'm a Gen- gentleman. Yeah, you're a gentleman. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. gentleman. We are gentlemen. What's the difference? Man, you're man and men. I'm All a, right, what are you? What are you? Gentleman. A gentleman. Yeah, but so you can say gentleman. Gentleman. Yeah, I'm a gentleman. It's a lazy tongue thing. Yeah. Like that's all it is. You're just pronouncing the man, you know, Gentleman. with with a lazy. It kind of is. Yeah, it's similar, but it is spelled differently. If I were to spell, yeah, M-A-N-A. a singular, yeah, but you would kind. of... I always say gentlemen. Kind of, yeah, like you said, it's just kind of a smooth. Which I guess is is wrong as well because it sounds like a, it's M I N. It's essentially it's pronounced the same way. It's just slightly different. All right. Well, anyway, boils and ghouls. This is late night psychorama where the three of us. Chit chat, talk. Uh, what's another good word to describe what we do? Babble. Debate, babble, debate, ramble. Yeah, ramble is probably rant. <laughs> um, about uh, movies you will never probably care about, and give you trivia that you'll never ever fucking need. And uh, you know what? If you're here, you're probably a hopeless loser, just like the three of us. So it doesn't really matter. How is that? That's good. Yeah, I think that was a good one. I think that should just be the... Was that on the paper? No. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's fine. And we do it uh, double feature style. Yes, we do do double. And there's spoilers. So you should do that finally instead of like at the end that like we've been doing. <laughs> yeah. What else? What else? Our primary... Our primary... Why did I say it like that? Our pri- primary area of focus is uh, the drive-in era. So... Um, mid sixties, mid sixties to early eighties, which you know is debatable like whether or not that's the technically the prime era of the drive-in. But in my world, yeah, yeah that's all that matters. And I'm Andrew. 
I'm Jonathan. I'm Joe. All right, let's talk about what we're going to do. We are going to talk about Beyond the the door, Door. Where demonic possession lives and evil penetrates the soul. Step inside, if you dare. Who are you? Jessica has gone beyond the door. And seating of a ghost. And Joe, why don't you just lead off about Beyond the Door? Because uh, well, do we want to do as see go around and ask what anybody's watched lately? Oh yeah, that's a thing we do around here. <laughs> Fuck, it's been a few weeks since we've done this, so we're trying to get back <coughs> on the. I haven't really w- watched anything. I watched Ready Player One. That's no, pretty no, much it. No. All right. Well, enough said. Uh, you? Uh, I watched two movies recently. I watched The Ritual. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. It was dumb, right? I Words cannot okay, describe how much I fucking some hated of the it. Set, set design. You, you know what? It, I'll, I'll give it that, but I didn't even care at that really? point. I thought that the statue... Carving thing in that first cabin was really cool, and that corpse chapel thing was fucking awesome. And I wish that they were all in The Witch instead of that movie. Yeah, I, I, I did not. I don't ever want to go anywhere near that fucking shitty movie ever again. The Ritual, right? Not The Witch. The Ritual. Yeah, yeah I was about to say I really like The Witch. Yeah, The Witch is, is is a fine movie. I mean, you can debate whether it's a I mean, people like whether it's a horror movie or it's not. It doesn't matter. It's a it, it's a well crafted. Yeah, it's a horror movie. M- movie. Like it's, it's it's for big kids. This is I just tell those people the the ritual is just we're gonna slap some shit together and cover all our bases <laughs> because well we have to make it adult so we gotta make it psychological yeah, cause it yeah, can't yeah. just be about something and, and, yep, sinister somebody's like has some trauma R- and, right? and, and this monster conveniently helps them walk through it in the end they're it, triumphant right the but end. but there's no payoff to it because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't mean anything like you could have taken that whole backstory out of that movie and I would have respected the movie more because it would have just been a movie about yeah. guys hiking and encountering yeah. th- this thing. But because you had to shoehorn in this thing that you thought was so fucking important and spell it out for and him, spell so like, it out and morons. It, right. And make it like the crux of the whole thing. And it didn't mean anything. It didn't have anything to do with anything. I don't think that the actors, like, like as decent as the performances are, I don't think they really bought in to it. And then the shitty CG monster at the end <laughs> was just like, oh, yeah, why don't you, you know, rate me a little harder? The fucking bullshit. Um, so Ritual, thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> the other movie that I watched was a blind Netflix watch. It was called uh, Under the Shadow. And that fared a lot better for me. It, what was that about? It is, um, I believe, Iranian. And uh, it's about a uh, a woman. Like, Okay, see, so, so here, here's the difference between this and the ritual of why this works. 
the woman is dealing with personal torment. Yeah. As is the guy in the ritual, but this is where the payoff is. Everything that she goes through in her mindset because of what she's going through has something to do with her actions that she takes yeah, okay, okay. in the movie and her mindset. Basically, um, her husband goes... Uh, I, I believe this takes place in in the in the eighties, like near like the the um the height of all of the the conflicts that were going on that led to the Gulf War at the time, and the husband gets conscripted. He has to go uh, be a medic on like the front lines okay. somewhere, and she's left with with the daughter at home, and there's a kid who also lives in this it's like an apartment building basically okay that's constantly under threat of being bombed because it's in an area that gets constantly bombed so periodically throughout the movie you just see them ending up in the basement of the place like every so often yeah, because yeah, yeah. because their alarms sound and this they sounds like a great setting for a horror movie by uh, the way yeah so <laughs> they um the kid we get a, a gist in, in the beginning is um, has some sort of relationship with the daughter because you see them exchanging glances and then he hands her something while they're down there. And um, what we find out later, spoilers, is that the kid is trying to help the girl because he knows that there's evil spirits in the building. Oh, okay. And he's trying to help her guard yeah. herself against the evil spirits. Um, which there's a thing where they're asking the girl, well, like who told you this stuff? Cause she starts like talking about it and he, and she says you know, the boy's name and the family is saying, well, it can't be the boy. He's a deaf mute. He doesn't talk. Uh, but apparently not so much but um not to go on too much with it but like it um as the story goes on it ramps up like the the um the stuff that starts happening in the apartment and then you start getting glimpses of things and then is it worth checking out? Because I don't want to hear any more if it is. It yes, it, cool, so it, yeah, okay. it is. I, right. I, I don't, don't, don't I, spoil anything. More. I actually, it's it's kind of like it's in the same vein as something like, say, The Conjuring. But I think this is way better it's, because it works more subtly. Okay, than yeah, the, Conjuring the horror does. is not just jump, jump scare. scare. Right. Okay, it, okay, it, okay. It has like one or two of those moments, but it earns those. Yeah, oh no, no. I, here's the thing. When I when I argue with people about the jump scare uh, like horror movies, I don't have any beef with jump scares. I actually like a good jump scare and sometimes a good like it helps like you you yeah. got so much tension that you kind of need to unwind it so you can get to the next scene. And you know, like I said, a good jump scare is great, but when that's your whole arsenal, yeah. Mm. That's the payoff. Yeah, that's the whole thing. When your whole movie is just a generic Haunted Alice movie and the only fucking weapon you got is to make people, you know, startle them out of their seats every 34 seconds. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm just what, not uh, on board. always gets me, uh, it seems to happen a lot all in horror movies, but I still kind of 
chuckle every time is like the whole kind of like red herring jump scare where it's like yeah <laughs> I, I that's that's when that. they really piss me off because it's just like not only are they using jump scares but they're it's not even like organic to yeah. what's happening in but the, when in that's the, like the only one uh it kind of does make me laugh like i just have to like laugh at myself that like i got sucked in that, that's actually something that under the shadow does not do okay, not yeah. none of the like it doesn't have very many jump scares and I, I actually I wouldn't even say it has jump scares. It just has scares. Okay. Like, because everything that is a scare that's legit in it legitimately is, is creepy. And again, comparing it to the ritual, the, the, the mother's mindset in this whole thing and like her growing like frustration that starts turning like into dread as she starts to realize okay. she has to face the facts that something beyond her control is going on has plays into you as the viewer because you're kind of in the saddle with her for her like you know deteriorating sanity in a sense but yeah i would definitely recommend that that out then i'm gonna i'm gonna follow your uh, recommendation i saw yesterday i saw you are never really here with queen phoenix okay do you do you recall do you recall the lee marvin film point blank Yes. It's like that. Okay. Um, he's a tough thug type character who operates in this shady underworld. And you don't really get anything like explicitly stated, but like just watching him and how he goes around is uh is enough to give you what you need to know. And pretty much he's a guy, he has some issues. Um but he works from what I gathered this guy that if you have a missing child or a kidnapped child and rather than going to the police who you know will take some time and have to follow rules he will you hire this guy who sends Joaquin Phoenix out and Joaquin Phoenix shows up he he, he goes to the hardware store he buys the hammer that he likes that time and then he just fucking murders everybody in that place with a hammer and saves your kid and uh <laughs> It, it's formulaic like you know like all the story beats when you you know you know how the, where this story is going to go and how it's going to end um but it still works and he's really good in it i always liked joaquin phoenix uh i also saw isle of dogs which was wes anderson's kurosawa um homage <laughs> And uh, even has the music from Seven Samurai in it, which was like enough to be like, oh, okay, like I really like. See, this. Is, is, okay, see that that is piquing your interest. That's making me angry. Really, it's yeah, it, it works. Like I mean, the the all like it all the Kurosawa homages and stuff like they work in the movie. Like and it it's it's. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Wes Anderson fan at all. But like I enjoyed this. I I had fun with it. Um I didn't. I wouldn't call it a fucking four star movie or anything like that. But it was four twenty. <coughs> I decided to drive to the movie theater, get stoned in their parking lot while listening to Incantation, and then walk into the movie theater and watch a claymation movie about talking dogs. So like, how else was I going to fucking you know spend that day? And I enjoyed it. It was good. I was interested. Um, I, I was interested. Yeah, I heard Seven Samurai music on in the big screen. That's the only time that's probably ever going to happen. Unless somebody decides, like, oh, yeah, we're going to play that three-and-a-half-hour 1954 foreign black-and-white film around here anytime soon, which I doubt. Yeah, I wish they would just do that. I do, too, yeah. 
But yeah, like I said, I liked it. Uh, and and I'm not the I I don't dislike Wes Anderson. It's just I know that's not for me. Like I'm not. His. I I I don't I don't care for him. It's at a all. little too overproduced, you know. But like that's my taste though. Like I'm I'm a William Friedkin guy. You know I like that. You're really there, kind of. Right. Despite like no matter how crazy the genre is, William Friedkin really makes you feel like you're there. Like I don't believe in anything that happens in The Exorcist. Like I'm not what? you know of that. But when I watch The Exorcist, I'm there. I I'm, I'm on board. What was that that horror movie he did like ten years ago or whatever? Bug. Yeah. Okay. Is, is that I, any good? I, I just, actually never saw it. I just rewatched that. Two days ago with my girlfriend. Okay. Because she loves uh, Michael Shannon. And I'm like, oh, you like Michael Shannon? You got to see this movie called Bug. Yes, it's great. It's wonderful. Okay. Um, that and Killer Joe are these two like, like, um, newer movies. And they're both good. Have you seen Killer Joe? No. The Matthew McConaughey one? That was no. cool, too. Uh, Kurt Russell was going to play that role. <laughs> and uh, according to William Friedkin, uh, Goldie Hawn read the script. It's like, if you do this role, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Do you know Do you know about William Friedkin's movie documentary? It's coming out this week. No. The Devil and Father Amarth or Amorth or whatever. I don't. I, I got to look it no. up. No. Okay. So uh, William Friedkin made a documentary about the guy who's the Vatican's chief exorcist, okay. and it actually has legit exorcisms on the documentary, and he actually goes to neurosurgeons. To have them explain what's going on in these things, you know, like what's the scientific explanation. And according, I haven't watched the movie yet, but I've read the interview about him promoting it. And he's like, the neurosurgeons have no idea. They do not know what's going on there. And I'm fucking pumped. I am. I'm like wired. I'm, I'm on top of yeah, that. Dude, it, I, is that. Is that getting released on a certain platform I, I have no idea but if it if it plays in philly i'm gonna go and watch it in the big okay. screen i mean like it's a william friedkin movie and it's you know it's that's the subject matter which is funny because he said he'll never go back to like exorcisms or stuff like that because he's like he did it before he did the best he could do it but that subject well, for a documentary is too right well that's a different thing yeah this it's is a, different, a documentary exactly but um did i tell you i watched the guardian not too long ago Yes, you did. You 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 were asking me. You said, "Is the Guardian William Friedkin's Italian horror?" I, movie? That's what I still think it is. And yeah, it's, it, it is. It, it, it is. That's it, exactly I feel what like it is. is. It feels it feels like it, and it's not a perfect movie. It's nowhere near his his higher caliber stuff. But it's it was, still fun, though. I I liked it. There's a a mass tree kill <laughs> scene that that beats anything from the evil dead movies like it, it literally it's like it's almost out of like one of those hong kong black magic movies mm. where like this lady's going she has a baby and you know she's an evil lady hang on <coughs> and she's getting attacked by three thugs in the middle of the woods like these like punk thug death wish four type characters or death wish three type characters um show up in the middle of the woods for whatever reason but she runs for the tree under like behind this tree for protection and the tree takes care of these fucking people like <laughs> like it is worth it um what's this called the guardian okay it has oh, i can't remember her name she was a bond girl she was married to richard Gere, and she was uh an assistant da on law and order for a while she had short black hair and she's gorgeous i can't remember her name but she's in it um fuck what else did i see isle dogs the guardian um you were never really here. The Hunger I watched recently with Catherine Denevue. Is that how you pronounce her name? 
and David Bowie and Susan Sarandon. And that was like a like a a, a 80s neon Hollywood Daughters of Darkness type movie. Hmm. And that was really cool. And uh, I feel like I'm just going to ramble on, so maybe we should just get to the movies. Sure. Joke, why don't you, we're going to do Beyond the Door first. Why don't you talk to us about Beyond the Door? I feel like we already kind of opened up there because we already talked about The Exorcist. Yeah, the, the the Exorcist is about to come up a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you don't like The Exorcist, then first of all, what's wrong with Fucking you? But kill second of all, you're 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 not gonna get any enjoyment out of this. I wouldn't think. Um, lady gets possessed. Like I, I I was actually unclear. Like with the beginning, like is she like. Like what is like like that whole opening sequence with like Richard Johnson? I if I gathered all right, let, let's let's give some information here. We watched these movies like a few weeks ago, and then we got delayed, so this movie's kind of hazy. But I, rem- I feel like all right, he died in a car wreck, but he was kept alive, sort of like suspended animation, so he could <laughs> do a certain deed for the devil. But the deed is like he kind of helps her escape her exorcism. Am I am I off base here? I I, I feel like he's a good guy. I I this whole movie is so convoluted. Like I don't even know who's coming and going. It also kind of rips off the omen a little bit. Like has and Rosemary's Baby and Rosemary. I mean, like it was just like oh yeah, that seventies occult thing. Let's just throw them all in and. But the Exorcist is the big one, but by far, I mean, basically, like this, like wife and mother is possessed, and it, 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 it takes you know, it's it gets its stroke from from the Exorcist, pretty much. I mean, like the plot, whatever that is, isn't even really important. It's more just about how much uh, enjoyment of the. Uh, ridiculous inane dialogue yes. can you get out of it well the and that really snazzy bargain with the devil song which is honestly i feel like the best part of the movie honestly oh, like kind of how they opened up with it yeah yeah well um and they're all groove and everything and he's just like yeah. he's like this is supposed to be there's a half note rest <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yelling I like him. I like how the movie opens up with the devil, like you know, like how Frankenstein <laughs> opens up with the guy like warning you, like you're gonna watch something scary. Like the devil is like, oh, you can't watch a movie about oh, yeah. me, but it's gonna be kind of biased. There was two intros, remember? It well, had like two uh, kind of beginnings. Yeah, yeah, you had that intro, and then it had the Richard Johnson uh, like. Uh, apparently, the the Richard Johnson footage like in, in like like that that opening sequence apparently that was only in the u.s i think i read like oh, it, it wasn't it wasn't part of the okay. the film in other markets for some reason that was cut let's let's put it this way if you wanted to watch all the money shots from the exorcist like the spinning head and the vomit but done in like low budget italian horror shameless ripoff lo-fi crude way this is the movie for you. Yeah. And, and like, and I'm, I mean that in like a, the, the best kind of way. It's, it's wonderful like that. And there's a scene. Oh, all right. Fuck. How can I forget this? But Richard Johnson, is it Richard Johnson or the husband has to like put his finger, his hands in the genitalia of the possessed woman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, in, that was a way to like bring out the like possessed child. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something. Like, yeah, reach, reach in and grab it. And like, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and he just like he does it, you know. <laughs> um Andrew, you're the one that sat on the special edition multiple bonus features Blu-ray of this movie for three weeks. Do you have anything to say? No, I didn't watch any of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, late night psychorama right in the fucking nutshell right there. You need to know what hands you are in when you listen to this. Here we go. Um, I think a big problem with this movie amongst all of the myriad things about it where it, it is what it is which, you know, can be turned into positives in, in the right mood. You know, like the, those Italian, you know, cash-in yeah, mo- yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't hate this movie. I had fun with it. Yeah, it I, I don't I don't hate it either. But I, I, I actually think a lot of it is, is very fun. And part of it is Juliette Mills. But I also think that she's, like, she's kind of a blessing and a curse. Because part of the reason why I think it could be more enjoyable is that... Um... She's just not very good. Like 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 Linda Blair in The Exorcist is 12 years old yes. and acts circles around this woman. Like even though it's not her voice that that you hear while she's possessed, she still does all of the yeah. the the facial expressions and does all of the movements and Wait, isn't and everything. There a second person there's like a the stunt double somewhere in the exorcist though isn't there yeah there's certain shots yeah, there's where certain... where it's a it's a woman who i think was like a contortionist yeah or because something. i remember there's like she, a... she does the spider walk i but i think she there's other stuff too because if i'm not mistaken or if i am mistaken i don't whatever um she like had to sue to get credit i, I know i know mercedes mccambridge the lady who did the voice did had to the sue voice to get credit too which is bonkers because because I mean, they, she she was famous i don't know why like like how they thought they well, were gonna the, get away the with thing that is, i i read i read it i even read an interview with william Friedkin like that was was like a few years after the exorcist came out where even at that point i think it was like in the 80s by then by now or whatever um he was not revealing how they did certain effects and things like that because he's like he the more he revealed he felt like he was ruining the flavor the ruining of the movie, the movie right and he's like no i want you to not know how i did this or how i did that eventually he did reveal everything but even until <laughs> I, I i think the interview i read was like 1984 so that was like 10 oh, years wow. later and he was still like no i'm not going to tell you how i did that i want like this movie to be as potent as i possibly can like i worked hard right. to make that and i do not want to dispel that presence by you know, it's like a magician showing you his tricks. It, it, well, you see the technician the, behind it. The the um the woman in question, I think she also was did the the Captain Howdy face. Like she she's the face Maybe. for Captain Howdy as well. I I think most of possessed Reagan is Linda Blair in in the makeup. Okay. Can we just use Beyond the Door as an excuse to talk about the Exorcist? Because I can talk about <laughs> that's the all it's good all for really. Um. I actually, if I can riff on on The Exorcist for for a minute, and you know, superior writing. It's on one of the VHS releases. I don't know when, like when it was it was added on. Uh, but there's like there's that documentary that like William Friedkin. Um, like you hear, you get interviews and stuff, and then like William Friedkin and um, is it the one Mark Kermode did? 
I don't think so. Because Mark Komodo, he's like behind like nine tenths of like the Exorcist, like because that's like his his life. Maybe I I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it, but there's a point where William Friedkin and William Peter Blatty are sitting at at a at a table. I think it's at like someone's house. Okay, and they're talking about stuff with the movie, and they were talking about the the spider walk scene and William Peter Blatty like there's this really neat moment where like he's thinking about the scene in his head and like how it like was like in 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 the script and whatnot and he and I remember he just like stops and he has this like look on his face and he like he grabs William Freakin's arm he was like Bill he's like I blew it and and William Freakin is looking at him like what he's like I just realized how I should have written it and then he, he said, like, he should have written it as a double climax where, like, you hear Burke's dead and then there's no pause whatsoever. And, uh, and she comes down the steps yeah. Im- immediately and he just has this look like like he had this golden opportunity yeah. and like and he felt like as a writer in that moment, like he blew it, like even though it does nothing to damage the film I whatsoever. I, I, but- I do like her reaction when she finds out that Burke's dead, like you watch that, like it feels real. Like every, yeah. there's nothing in that movie that feels like acting. That w- movie is, which, which is why it works so well and why it like, it's supernatural premise can be taken exactly. seriously. That's, I mean, if you, if the scene when they're in the basement and her and, um, who's the young priest's name? Father, not Marin, the other one. Father Karras. Yeah, Father Karras are talking about like how she's possessed. Like you watch movies today, that scene's always the corny scene that just takes you out of the movie because it's so far fetched. But the way they talk about it, like it's like two people that like obviously this shit is fucking crazy fantasy stuff, and like <coughs> them trying to wrap their head around it, like it feels real. Did you know that when they started making The Exorcist, when they start filming a week in, um. William Friedkin just had everything stop. He was like, if, because he felt like he was every. It was so rehearsed, mm. and and everybody went through the script so many times that when he when they went to film it, everything felt like a play. And he's like, he he turned the camera off and he got everybody together. He's like, from now on, do not worry about marks. Do not worry about your dialogue. You're gonna go in. You're gonna do the scene as naturally as you can. Do not worry about hitting. You know, making sure that the lighting is good or anything. And he did it the same way he did the French Connection. You know how he did the French Connection? When he would rehearse the French Connection, when they would do like a, a you know, get everybody together, he did not have the cameraman or the director of photography in the room. Oh, right. He did the whole thing with all the actors and everything. You know, he set up, like, this is what you do, this is what you say, you know, you say it like this, blah, 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 blah. Then he would bring in the cameraman and the DP, and he would shout action. And then they would just film that action the way it was going on around them, so that the movie would feel like a documentary. Like, it didn't feel staged. It felt like this cameraman's really trying to catch what's going on here, over here. And he did the same thing for The Exorcist, and that's what gives it that kind of authenticity. And going back to Beyond the Door, oh. um, nothing about Beyond the Door <laughs> no. feels at all uh. authentic, which is fine. Like, like you can get a lot of enjoyment a- out of this movie, and you do, yeah, it, 
and, and I, I I always do, but like it also makes you pine for something better. Yeah. The, the number one problem, and this is the same thing I say pretty much every episode, is that there's it's too long. It has too much padding. Like it needs to get it needs to know what it is and how to get to that <laughs> stuff right away. Yeah, it, it it's about. It's an hour and like forty five minutes. Actually. Yeah, like it, it, it. Yeah, I was. It probably needs about thirty minutes trimmed out of it. Yeah, if it was just blatant ripoff, just all the time. Like just, yeah, and know. just but like you know how like when you were a kid and you saw Star Wars and you and your friends played Star Wars out in the backyard. This is that movie, the Exorcist version of that. Like of same production value, same acting quality. You know what I like is every time there's like an Exorcist scene, they put that like looped like kind of sound bite. Which just sounds like me when I'm eating a sandwich, and it's just like it's like mm, you know, <laughs> uh, every time. The the um another comparison though that, that we can go is the possessed person's uh, interactions with the people oh, ar- yeah. ar- around them. Those are always the best parts in these movies. This shit is so funny <laughs> like some of the stuff that comes out of out of uh, uh juliet mill's mouth if it even is her voice i don't even know if it is or not but it's it's so like it's just rambling nonsense like if again here we go with the exorcist again if i'm in the room with possessed reagan I'm fucking terrified. Oh, yeah. You're not like, shut up. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Every time she starts talking, I'm just like rolling my eyes. Yeah. Like I'm about to slap yeah. her. But this is like, like, like just puke already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like a drunk version of like housewives of Atlanta. You know, it's <laughs> just don't even take it seriously. And, and, and then like, it's it, like her willingness to just ramble also is a problem because again, possessed reagan is just like you know your mother sucks cocks in hell right, right like she, she, she just she just Kurt, cuts you concise, down with yeah, one. that's it you know she doesn't brevity <laughs> brevity is the soul of wit as, as william shakespeare said and reagan knew that or, or, <laughs> or when the uh the drawer pops open and father Karras is like do you do that and then he shuts the the, the drawer and he's like, do it again. And she says, in time. And he's like, no, do it again. And then she just real sternly is like, in time. <laughs> I love, I love it. If, if that was in this movie, she would be flinging the drawer yeah, oh, open yeah. left and right and laughing and there saying all many, kinds of inane shit. There would be many vulgar displays of power. <laughs> or there is many very vulgar displays of power in this movie. <laughs> oh, you know, what? I guess it's just <laughs> what throughout the whole movie they had the uh, the Campbell soup thing, you know. Oh yeah, yes. the kid was just eating yeah. it out yes. of a fucking can. Well, like, oh, we get it. And like a room. creep. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was like it was the man where they beaten a dead horse with that. And then you go into the kid's room and he has a framed <coughs> painting of a of a split pea Campbell oh, soup yeah. can. <laughs> well, I like I like how they're like, oh, well, he's just a big Andy Warhol fan. I just <laughs> put that in there. Uh, See, like stuff like that, like makes me laugh because you know that that, they the, know, that yeah. the Italian guys yeah, were like making whatever. like kind of a crack out of it, which is fine, but it needs to be snappier. 
Yeah, for sure. If it was, yeah, like you guys said, trimmed down and just snappy and just total rip-off scene after rip-off scene. It, it would yeah, be great. And, and just like brutal and quick. Yeah, but they try to make a movie out of it. I, yeah, I, I know. I will. I, I, I'm going to imagine at some point we might come on to like one of the other ones like this somewhere along down the line. But well, how do you think that this compares to some of the other cash-ins well i i have not seen it but me and andrew were talking about this when he picked me up from the train about abby okay that was the black exploitation exorcist ripoff that was only in the theater for about a week or two because it ripped off the exorcist like almost like beat for beat Mm -hmm. to the point where warner brothers sued and had it taken out (coughs) it was made by william girdler who did day of the animals Mm -hmm. who died in a helicopter crash and never made a good movie in his life he made like 10 (laughs) movies (laughs) Warner Grizzly? Br- Didn't he make Grizzly? Yeah, I think he was. And he made Death Curse of Tartu. He made a lot of trash, is what he said. It, Warner Brothers also sued for Beyond the Door. Also, oh, and, did they? Yeah, and I got, was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah they they <laughs> they sued and they they got a settlement out of it. Yeah, uh, I forget That's what w- they got. Some undisclosed, or maybe it is disclosed. I I don't know. I got I know they got some amount of money, and then they got a cut of future earnings from it because the court was I would like, love that. Yeah. I would love to make something that made me a lot of the money. Pea, the pea soup was probably really damning in that case, I'm going to guess. Well, apparently, in The Exorcist, it isn't Campbell's pea soup. It's like another brand of pea soup. Do they even care what... Oh, no. Does, but I mean, like, but as I was saying, I would love to have made something that made a lot of money and then sued the ripoff and gotten money from that, too. <laughs> like I would, that would, I would be fucking sitting clean then. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. There was like one or two other things that I had that I I wanted to bring up with Beyond the Door. Um, well, we got to get to seeing of a ghost because I got a feeling uh, we're going to really chat about that one. All right. Well, let me just at least say, uh, Richard Johnson. Yes. Does Great it actor. does it feel like? To you, like he feels like he's trapped in that movie and just desperately wants to get out of it as quickly as possible. Like he showed up and he was like, "Oh no, yeah." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I think he was just happy to get a paycheck. Yeah, but I mean, you know, in Zombie, he's like, "Yeah, he, yeah, that's true." Like he, he he's a lot more. Uh, he gives it his all. Yeah, that's true. I feel like even though Lucio Fulci was like a schlock, you know, splatter film director, you can see in his movies that he had an eye and he did care about things. So I guess that's probably why he got better performances out, you know, for like Lucio Fulci's George Romero ripoff got a better Richard Johnson performance than I don't know who made Beyond the Door. But it's the guy. Somebody. yeah, he 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 did a a bunch of stuff. He did um, Piranha Two, oh, right. and uh, I I love Piranha Two. Piranha Two is ridiculous, uh, as you would imagine. What else? He he did a couple of things. I'm trying to remember what he did. Well, obviously, we're not talking about James Cameron Piranha Two. We're talking about the guy who took over after James Cameron. Uh, tentacles. What was what? I just oh okay. Tentacles. I love tentacles. <laughs> um. Wait a minute, hold on. This is this is classic. Tentacle's here. best scene is in the beginning. 
when like all the things are kind of disappearing near the water and then there's the lady like she's like oh where did i put my baby and you just see the baby <laughs> carriage floating in the water oh uh madhouse he he did okay. not, not not the the vincent price madhouse but oh. he did he did the uh the one that the, just came the, out in arrow recently yeah the slasher movie oh, madhouse okay. okay which is actually pretty good i i i, I, I like madhouse I'm thinking about ordering it <clears throat> It's a madhouse. So do you guys, what's the verdict on this movie? It's medication time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I give it a kind of half-hearted thumbs up. Yeah, I give it a soft thumbs up. If you're in the mood for that kind of thing, if somebody walked up and was like, yo, give me a crazy exorcist ripoff, I'd be like, all right, it's not crazy, it's kind of dull, but at the same time, it does have moments. I would probably opt for house of exorcism over this but mm. you know it's yeah. not like a landslide yeah yeah i don't like this movie I think. you don't yeah. yeah i think it's a waste of time okay that's fair that's fair i can see what i mean i would imagine that 99 percent of the human population agrees with you <laughs> to be to be completely frank but uh yeah me and joe are kind of weird yeah no, I, I I would see like the the draw and kind of seeing an Exorcist ripoff, but this one I just didn't think delivered even in the ripoff parts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, even yeah, that's true. Like you just well, yeah, it, it, for it, things it that doesn't you've seen before in it, a better way. Yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't deliver anything. It it's just there to be laughed at. Yeah, really. I mean, like in all honesty, it's like all right, uh, <clears throat> the Exorcist is autopsy's mental funeral. Right. And beyond the door is when I was 15 and my garage band, <laughs> you know, right. scream bloody gore ripoff demo, you yeah. know, but at the same time, you can laugh at my, you know, it's fun to, you know, we'll get the fat sure. turd trying yeah. to be somebody. Um, All right. But that's what I like about it. All right. Seating of a ghost. <laughs> all right. First of all, let me say this right out off the bat. Seating of a ghost is a fucking triumph of the imagination. <laughs> and uh, all right. If Beyond the Door is an exorcist ripoff, Seating of a Ghost is an exorcist, the thing, the omen, every other Hong Kong black magic movie. Alien. Alien. Like, uh, and it is. Oh, my God. All right, yeah. Joe. Let's give give us the plot of, of, of seating of a ghost. Uh, taxi cab driver <laughs> and his wife that we spend an awful lot of time with and in the beginning of, of the movie, and she is nude a lot. Um, uh, she gets uh, <laughs> she gets killed in 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 the uh, while she's being pursued by these guys who are trying. Very hard to rape her. Wait, you you skipped an important plot point. What? All right. Well, she's cheating. Oh, uh, yeah. The unfaithfulness. Point. Yeah, she's. But that's like a, that's a. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. It, all right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just, just <laughs> well, go. I mean, it kind of. It does. So, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh well, yeah. But <laughs> uh, um, I'm I'm bursting with energy. I can talk about this movie. All. I've all right. Let's see. I watched this with you the other day. I've watched this movie three times since then. Really? Yes. This oh, movie is. Yeah. I've showed this to three different people. This is this is yeah. This is the rain and blood of fucking <laughs> these movies. Um, Boxer's Omen's awesome too, but this movie fucking rocks. Like, all right, all right, go go. Um, so uh, 
she's killed. Well, wasn't there? There's like like they're they're told like doesn't the evil black magic guy like yeah he he says that there's a. Uh, there's something looming, not good yeah, about it that. It didn't habit. really, yeah. His whole presence didn't really doesn't really matter till the end. It just sets that connection up, right? And then, uh, so she's dead, and then uh, taxi cab driver guy uh, goes to um, magic shaman man and tries to ask him like for some sort of way to bring her back and to take vengeance and to take vengeance. And uh, that's when shit gets real. And what I love about it is just that I was I was thinking about uh, uh, like she she took vengeance and then and then some. <laughs> yeah. uh, There's a lot of vengeance. Yeah, because he originally brought her back to kind of, uh, you know, give a little payback to the guys who killed her. And she's like, well, I'm also going to <laughs> punish the guy who I was cheating on you with. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really. Uh... Yeah, but 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 the way she gets back at this fucking guy is fucking up yeah. his wife. Yeah. You know, who had nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. Like she was as much of a victim as as the as the guy was the uh, the taxi cab driver. Like she didn't know fucking people were cheating. And yeah. Which yeah, she had no. Yeah, she was like completely innocent yeah. of this, but set up an awesome shaman versus shaman scene. Um, well, these movies always have that <laughs> yeah. scene, which are great. It's like a kung fu movie or a kung fu fighting scene where people, you know, get flipped and kicked and shit like that. But there are two different places. Yeah, and they send like magic bats and spears and, and fireballs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The the bottom line with this movie is, you have to go into it. Knowing you gotta get through the first like thirty five minutes of it. This one it was exactly twenty. Yeah, and and, well, and the best part was it wasn't even that boring. Like I kind of liked all the weird. Well, the movie starts with a guy trying to steal a corpse and getting chased out by angry villagers. Yeah, you, you could actually really skip ahead because you don't like you can just be kind of told, okay, this lady was the you know wife of this guy and she's a slut yeah, but you wouldn't get whatnot. her naked as much if you did, if you just if, if you just didn't throw away exposition well, you wouldn't get as many titty scenes well it's funny because when we were watching this john and i were watching it together with a friend and like and uh and we're, we're watching it and it's just all set up and it's you know the girl's naked a few times you, you see that she's cheating on her taxi driver husband and it's just getting a little sappy and boring and then john's just like i've seen a million of these movies 20 minutes and we'll get to the good stuff. And like right when she gets to the haunted, creepy mansion, and I'm like, oh, it's starting. And I like hit the display thing on the DVD, and, and it was like 19 minutes and 56 seconds. <laughs> it was like crazy how accurate that was. And then it just went chaotic. Oh my god! It all right. I mean, you've got talking corpses sucking blood and life forces you got people puking worms <laughs> well even the title of the movie is seating of a ghost it's exactly that like the spell that they do is basically she takes one of her her you know murderers and fucks his spirit and gets pregnant by the spirit yes and, and, and <laughs> and they have this weird erotic spirit sex scene Oh man, it's wonderful. If you take the 
the the batshit zaniness of Evil Dead Two, and the putrescent filth of Fulci's The Gates of Hell, and film it in some kind of insane, full tilt boogie, maddening, crazy way. That's this movie. It is. It is. I cannot recommend it high enough. You you had never seen this before. I, I threw it out this. there. Okay. I I was yeah, I've I, seen the I've seen the Boxer's Omen, which is like a very similar movie to this. Mm. Um, I've seen Hex, and I've seen the first two Black Magic movies, and apparently this movie is actually a loose sequel to them. Like this is the okay. third oh, really? Black Magic movie. Well, oh, that's what people this, think this, of. Okay. <coughs> I think I've only seen the second Black I mean, Magic movie. Well, I mean, it's like shameless ripoff frenzy. It's the fucking smorgasbord of Black Magic. Festering slime, demon goo, vomit, pulsating viscera, and done in like a fucking that like energetic zoom crazy exploitation movie style. It is it it's it's a mass it's better than Citizen well, Kane. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Well it's funny because like you know, like Shaw Brothers, I mean this is like total exploitation. They they yeah. were like given they were selling this product to be what it is. And man, did they hit the nail on the head with That's like, why I love Shaw Brothers because they have no like oh, yeah. shame or scruples yeah, whatsoever. They're just like I mean, it's like there's literally like just buckets of blood in this movie. Oh, it's just not blood, it's like chunky yeah, viscera everywhere. Fucking tentacles. tentacles. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like if Carcass's Reek of Putrefaction album fucking just <laughs> attacked you out of nowhere in the fucking dark corner. Oh my! The ending. The, uh, first of all, the last like yeah, twenty minutes, minutes is an Exorcist yeah. ripoff, which is a better yes. Exorcist ripoff than Beyond the Door is. Yes. It's kind of like I mean, is you're it's a lot, a lot of the things in there too, like just with that fucking. Well, yeah, but I mean, like instead of like there being an exorcism that's <clears throat> oh, like yeah, successful, yeah. the girl turns into some fucking decapitated tentacle yeah. flamethrower yeah, fucking thing, just, like bursts through her <laughs> stomach. Yeah. Oh my god! Just a, a masterpiece in every possible way. One thing is, I couldn't tell if I was just kind of like, uh, if I if my if I just saw this wrong. But did they do like a weird like um, time lapse, like could just kind of like get to the that last twenty minutes where the late the 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 the, what, the, the lover's wife is pregnant. And yeah, is I mean, impregnated with the seat, yeah 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 seating of a ghost. And um, because at, at one scene is like when they're talk when the when the two thugs that raped her go to the shaman lady mm-hmm. like they're like oh my son will get my revenge and and she's just like she she's like oh I'm pregnant and their hands are on her stomach and then all of a sudden it's like eight months later yeah. but it's just it's just, in that scene the eight months goes by because her stomach just gets bigger yeah like, it was such a weird yeah. way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And then it pops. Oh my god! The lead, the the, the cheating husband, mm-hmm. is Agent Nine 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 from We Are Going to Eat You. Oh, Another really? uh, well, it's not Shaw Brothers; it's Golden Harvest, but Sue Hark, um, Kung awesome. Fu Cannibal movie, which is one of my favorite movies. Dude, uh, uh, Hong Kong does not get enough credit for their early '80s, late '70s. No, or, they do not. Yeah, their yeah. horror movie <laughs> output. They really don't, and like. Yeah, we're going to eat you. It's fantastic. Oh my god, uh, there's so many of these movies are fantastic. We saw saw that at, at the horror thon, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Encounters of the Spooky Kind. That's a fucking great one. Um, the Hex trilogy. Oh god, 
There's a few I haven't seen yet. Oh, we watched Corpse Mania. Remember Corpse Mania? Yep. That was like the necrophile Jallo movie. Yeah, it actually was a lot like like a Jallo yeah. kind of. This movie for me is like the king of all of them, though. So far, but I'm not. There apparently there's a few that are really, yeah, yeah. Okay. That like this is like track one. We didn't even get to the end of the album yet. Because I couldn't like, I mean, just watching this, I couldn't even believe like something like this was created. Well, let me tell you. Let me lay down <laughs> some shit on this. All right, so uh, this movie is 1983. In 1988, Hong Kong lays down what is called a category three. Oh, yeah. That is an X. That's like their X rating. Right. This is how their um, <coughs> system works. Uh, it's a little fuzzy, but let me. There's category one. That's like their G. There's category two. That's like their PG 13. Then there's category 2A, which is like a little bit harsher than PG 13. Like R. Yeah. Then there's category 2B, which and is like R. R. Okay. Then there is Cat 3. Like it's actually like refer like people like if you go and look like Hong Kong Cat 3 movies, like it's a genre. Yeah. And there what happened was the Black Magic movies kind of died out when they came out. Like uh, or around this time period, the late '80s, and they were kind of replaced with serial killer movies, but they're still like explicit and, and crazy. But this movie, even though it came out five years before Cat Three, it is among the list of about six other movies that, that were it. retroactively rated Cat Three <laughs> after the fact, along with all right, Confessions of a Concubine, which I have seen actually. Oh, really? Is that any cool? I remember it being enjoyable, yeah. Dangerous Encounters of the First Kind, which actually sounds neat. I don't know. I, I don't I've know. heard of, but I've never seen. Um, Centipede Horror, which is another one of these movies that I really want to see. I don't know that one. Devil Fetus, which is supposed to actually be <laughs> the craziest one of these type of movies. It sounds like it should be. Lewd Lizard, which is what I've referred to my cock from ever since I re- read that. <laughs> The Beasts, that's kind of generic, but here's um, a good one. The Rape After. Which I think I have also heard I can of. imagine that title sticks out. Uh, it, I, I wonder if it's like a ripoff of The Day After, but... The Rape After. Yeah. And then The Seventh Curse. Okay. But I really want to see Centipede Horror and the de- and Devil uh, Devil Feet is supposed to be... <coughs> Lewd Lizard. Lewd Lizard. <laughs> I wonder what that movie is about. <laughs> Joe, what's the best part of fucking beating of a ghost? You can't, you can't choose it. Yeah, exactly. You can't. I okay. I'll I'll cop out and I'll I'll just say the the end, the last yeah, like yeah, that last chunk of insanity. Yeah, that's called it, a, the, it, yeah. Uh, somehow in a movie. It's like, what part do you like better? You like the uh, the the tentacle grabbing uh, fetus monster, or do you like the, the weird spirit fucking? Um, that scene might be my, but I also, even though it's it, it's not like in the top three, but I it for some reason it actually nauseated me. The guy's eating the coconut, but the lady oh, keeps thinking she's yeah. he's eating out of a skull, and he's just eating these raw brains. And then not mm-hmm. only that, but you watch her vomit. It's not like a quick vomit scene. Uh, yeah, you just actually watch her like upchuck these chunky things that leak out of her mouth and all over. She was like they like linger. On, it's not like like a like a like a uh, projectile vomit like um, exclamation 
point to to yeah. mark the end of the scene. No, you actually watch the lady like get this nauseous face and then yeah. soup just leaks and then down he comes her chin. To help her, like what's wrong? With yeah, him? yeah. Well, he's trying to eat these fucking brains <laughs> out of his skull. Then the one guy pukes up worms. Yes. Worms are always like disturbing to me. Yeah, like, they're when, gross. Um. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you need to see this movie. Whoever you are, if you're listening to this, let it be known that you need to see Seating of a Ghost. There's if there's if we ever in, in, invent time travel, I'm not going to do anything like you know important. I'm just going to put this on VHS and somehow launch it to my 15 year old self because he would fucking his head would explode. <laughs> Yeah, this is one, like, I mean, it's fun to to watch if you're watching it by yourself, but with a group of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is wonderful. It's a crowd pleaser. Th- this was one of the last things I picked up when the DVD was initially okay. released in 06. Um, this is one of the last things that I got from from when Tower Records was open. I got this and Dark Water. Okay. Was the... Wait, Dark Water or Dark Waters? I think it's Dark, dark Waters. I think it's plural. The Japanese it's, movie, right? No. The, the Mariano Bano. The the Russian one? Right. Well, it made in Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have your DVD of I, that still. I think it's Dark Water, um, which is also fantastic. What am I thinking? The Japanese one. What am I? Th- what is that? Yeah, it, it, it's one or the other. One is yeah. Dark Water. One is Dark Waters. Okay. Um, I... Actually, I think it's Dark Waters is is is, is the one I got, but the, okay. it, it it was that seating of a ghost, and actually there was one other thing. One uh, there was a Mondo Macabro release, something else that I got, and that those were the last things that I that I snagged from from Tower Records. They're releasing Who Can Kill a Child, which is coming out soon. It's the no. first Who Can Kill a Child Blu-ray release, and um, I was about just about to say we should do that, but then that was our <laughs> episode first episode. One. Yeah, now yeah. I can see it with subtitles. Oh yeah, <laughs> I watched Children of the Corn recently, and all I kept thinking about was how much better Who Can Kill a Child yeah. is by like, like mountains, mountains. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, like I I can enjoy Children of the Corn, but knowing that Who Can Kill a Child exists just makes it yeah obsolete. It's 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 dull. Like the scenes where you watch Linda Hamilton and. The other guy, whoever he is, like walk around the deserted. T- I'm a sucker for like deserted places movies. Those are like the ones that get under my skin. Yeah, but um, those shots work. But like, it's like any other movie where like they explain, like they have the bad guys on screen too much. They explain their, you know, what they're doing. Like if you just had like little kids like out in the distance watching, like Who Can Kill a Child, it would be a lot scarier. But. Speaking of, of which, just as an aside, they just released yet another Children of the Corn. Yes, a- they did. Apparently, it's like a sequel that ignores everything that happened I've never- after the first one. But what I, what I thought was more interesting than the movie itself is that it's actually directed by Clue Gulliger's son. Whoa. Wow, that's kind of randomly cool, but like, I mean, like, it's just weird. Like, Clue Gulliger's kid made a Children of the Corn straight to video sequel. 
Well, everything is straight to video now. Yeah, I guess so. The well, there's there's about forty seven Chosen Corn movies. I've never seen any <laughs> of them, but the first. But I actually like a lot of the sequels. Like they're not good movies, but they're enjoyable. Okay, I might, at least. I might, I might watch some of them as, a, as a, for a laugh. I might get like two or th- three two or in particular, if I'm remembering correct. It's either two or three, but I, I think it's three in particular. I think is actually like pretty okay. I think even I think even like the first sequel came a little while after the fact. Yeah, I, I, like I, I like think it was like five 90s. years. No, later. I think it was like almost ten. Really. Because I, I two separate like the first one's eighty four and I know the second one's in the in the uh, in the nineties. If only we had the technology. Mm, let's see, but um, but there's also another Children of the Corn movie that is a remake that's closer to the story, and there's another one that I be, be, because every Stephen King movie adaptation also has to then later get they have the one that's closer tr- yeah. to the source material. <laughs> but there's a there's a like a student film, like a college film that was made like even before the first one was made. That is just like a yes, th- exactly like the short story, which I really want to see. They played it at one of the exhumed horathons. It had yeah, I left uh, at that I'm, time to get something to eat. I'm trying to remember what what the what the title of that was it has a, a different wait how long was it you said it was no, short? It was just a short it was like yeah 15, it's a short, short film let's see if i can come up with it while we're here um children of the corn i know it was 84 and two was Oh shit! You're right. Ninety three. Yeah, it was really because I remember after watching the first one, I like went on the Wikipedia page for some reason. I got all Aspergery about Children of the Corn movies. Fucking. <laughs> um, I'm gonna find this. Find this short film. This is scintillating for people listening to this. Um. Just cut down some Disciples of the Crow. That's what it's called. Disciples of the Crow. That's actually cool. Yeah. Um, Do you yeah. think that uh, Stephen King just saw Who Can Kill a Child in the Drive-In while he's trash as shit and forgot about it, but the story like Maybe. was left in his head and it's entirely he possible. Wrote it. I mean, Maybe. he does. He does. You know, he he does have a. A history of being I mean. into horror and movies, like, so he's just yeah. like kids are creepy. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, I can see it because there's the Running Man, and I read this in uh, it was in uh, Harlan <coughs> Ellison's Watching, where a man who wrote something very similar to the Running Man in like the fifties or sixties called him, and he's like, "I just read Stephen King's The Running Man," and Harlan Ellison's like, "Okay," he's like. It is very similar to my book that I wrote and blah, blah, blah. And Harlan Ellison's like, I know Stephen King. I know Stephen King's not a thief. But I can give you his number and you guys can see what the thing is. And he did and they talked. But he didn't get any like after that. It could have been like a, a you know, a story that they both happened to think of. Well, or he just... You read so much. I mean, if you're like, right. like me, I've watched so many movies, I could rip off one thinking that I invented it and be like, oh shit, no, I watched that when I was 10. Well, I, okay, I would have to imagine that if he did call Stephen King and they talked it out and nothing else came then of it, that, was, th- yeah. th- that must have just been the end of the story then. That Did you know that 
Stephen King tried to take Robert Block's line. Everybody thinks I'm a, a monster, but really, I have the heart of a eight-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. I yeah. keep it in a jar on my desk. Mm-hmm. He tried to use that, and Harlan Ellison and a bunch of other writers were like, no, we know where you got that from. <laughs> I don't know why he would try yeah, to do that, yeah. because I think it's That's a, pretty well known Yeah, that Robert Block yeah, has that. Um, seating of a ghost is... If you like splatter of any kind, oh my God. just get it. This yeah. is splatter of the highest order. <laughs> I mean, li- literally, like once you get get past the first chunk of the movie, once it kicks in, it's like Evil Dead in that sense, where like it goes and it just l- doesn't let up and after it's also, that. It's like competently like yeah, yeah. Like uh, I mean, it's, it, it 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 it's that like. Uh, energetic exploitation yeah. movie style where it's like zoom, you know, pull, like the camera is yeah. moving, so you never get that like dull flat Can, angle yeah. and watching people talk. Like even not at all, yeah. There's like there's <laughs> even random other stuff that's fucking cool. Like there's a scene where the taxi driver guy finds out the dude's like fucking his wife, so he attacks him with a bat. But it's shot in like that Shaw Brothers, you know, yeah. fight scene. Yeah, yeah and that's is. not even like a scene where like exploding worm yeah. necrophile corpse fucking shit. It's just like a random yeah. fight scene, but it's cool. And they managed to fit in some kung fu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh... well, the guy like he wasn't even just in We Are Going to Eat. He was also in Bastard Swordsman, who's just okay, a fucking. Yeah. He was in a bunch. Of, he was like in Flying Guillotine. Not master of the flying guillotine, but flying yeah. the one previous. Um, There's just a lots of stuff. Slice of death with uh, David Chiang. I love Shaw Brothers movies. I could nerd out about Shaw Brothers movies. This is such yeah, it's such a treat of a movie because it not only is it filled with like gratuitous gore, it's just like, I mean, it looks great, and it's just like it almost like you wouldn't expect how good it looks. Yeah, it has that that eighties like vibrant color popping there is a vomitous all over it there is a uk level label called 88 films that just released this on blu-ray and apparently it looks gorgeous but they they're region b only Mm. and i still have no idea why i'm why i do not have a region free player yeah, I remember uh, you were supposed to get one a while ago. I was supposed to get one my whole life, and I just <laughs> never got around. To, I mean, like, I still haven't caught up on every Region A movie, so, you know. I mean, I will. Yeah, I, I might as well just invest and get one. Because they release a lot of Shaw Brothers. Not just, like, these, like, zany black magic movies, but also, like, the good kung fu movie. The guy um, who did Boxer's Omen, the other movie that's like this, that he also did Killer Constable. Which apparently is it's a it's a um, Shaw Brothers kung fu flick, but even though it's a kung fu movie, has it's sort of like Five Element Ninjas, where it's like loaded with like <coughs> carnage and fucking dismemberment. That's what somebody told me. I was uh I was telling we I was in a conversation about Shaw Brothers with a random person at my job, and uh, I meet other people. I meet lots of interesting people because I work in a restaurant, but uh, he was talking about that. And uh, he said, "Yeah, Killer Constable is like loaded with lots of crazy wild shit." That's awesome! I can't yeah, wait to so watch that. um, yeah, yeah, seating of a ghost. There is like some ten <laughs> fucking skulls. That's uh, that's my rating. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um. Uh, but it's with Shaw Brothers movies. It's so what, what like is there some sort of connection with the gory ones? Like is it 
is is like like run run behind all the gory ones. I don't I don't know what there's a Shaw Brothers a book about their history and everything that I've been meaning to read. I would love to. There's like a hundred books I need to read that I've been like collecting dust. But I think I'm just going to finally suck it up and just read that one very soon. But um, they've always they've never been shy about blood. Like even their old or like the start with their kung fu movies like they, they weren't like gore frenzies but they had that's like what i mean blood like, in them some of them didn't though like, yeah some of them didn't and some, some of them did like one-armed swordsman like when jimmy wang Yu gets his arm cut off like there's blood yeah um even early like um five fingers of death there's some like good gore not gore but like blood but yeah as time went on they got crazier and gore. like even the kung fu movies in the early 80s like fucking five element ninjas have dismembered limbs and shit yeah five element ninjas was it's a masterpiece one of those like i like when when we saw it i i wasn't sure what i was getting i mean i should have known but i was like oh okay kung fu movie and then it was like was that wait? What year was that? That was year four. Was four. Year four. Yeah, yeah, that was year four yeah. of the horror. Because I was almost kind of like, yeah, it definitely wasn't year three because that would have yeah. entire year. Yes, you know, that whole thing. You know, I have a feeling if we were to go back and revisit year three now, Knowing. we would probably enjoy it more. Yeah. I think the children. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was the. I feel like if you just reorganized it, it would have been a lot. Or if you took two of the movies out and replaced them with two better ones, it would have been a lot better. See, the thing, the thing with with the children is, I normally would eat up movies like that. Like, in, in yeah, like, would you take the children over Messiah of Evil? No. Yeah, fuck you. No. I oh, just yeah. said yeah. no. Yeah, right, right. I was just <laughs> expecting that. Um. Like normally, I, I I would eat up movies like that, like because of like the time period and the way the way it's shot and like the weird like idea, like the premise in it. But it was so like so and so much school bus and there's a random <laughs> sequel or school not sequel, a uh, remake, remake. That, that came out. Yeah, oh. which which actually yeah. got Recently. like really like high marks from people, which I don't understand. Well, they probably watched the first one mm. right before, and they're like anything better. <laughs> No. Watching my fucking grandmother take her last breath was more energetic and fun than fucking the children. I still think they should, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I just wish all remakes were like that. Just, just, just took the trash from. Yeah, that's what you should do. Endless take, piles of trash that exists, you know. And take trashy movies and then just make them better, or, or make them fun at least. Yeah, well, that, that's Who what. Cares what they do with it. That's what. Uh, um. That's what Sam Raimi would say. I forget like where it, they were discussed. Probably on an Evil Dead commentary somewhere. I think maybe Scott Spiegel says it, but he says like you know like Sam Sam's thing would be you don't remake classic movies. You take schlocky kind of junk movies and you, make them better, and you try to make them better. You know, there's a there ha- I I bet you there's still people out there who would like defend and be like, oh man, I can't believe they're you know, tainting the children or well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, children. I remember I got an oh, argument. Are there really that many people that would know about the children? Listen, though? listen, let me, let me give you this. I remember talking about the boogans. Remember the fucking boogans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Movie's a fucking diarrhea mess. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that movie's really fucking boring. And this guy, got I think cocky. that's a Stephen King favorite. It is. Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Stephen King's Stephen King's endorsement doesn't mean anything. No, Stephen it does King's not. endorsed fucking 
Stephen more. King directed Maximum Overdrive. And to be fair, that's a million times better than most of the movies he's endorsed. <laughs> that is true. Um, but this guy, and I was like, yeah, the Boogans are really fucking <coughs> uh, dumb, slow, boring movie. And the guy's like, actually, it's a slow burn if you didn't have ADD. I'm like, fuck you. No, Repulsion and, and, is a it, slow yeah, burn. I, I love plenty of slow yeah, burn Yeah, I movies. like, so I prefer them. I like but, that gradual build of art. But, but if you have a movie where the main characters don't realize they're in a monster movie until the last 10 minutes of the movie, that's not a slow burn. That's fucking really bad schlock writing. Yeah, fuck the, you, you, random internet guy. Slow burns are totally fine with me as long as you have engaging characters and there's like cool, like you know, yeah. like atmosphere to but, soak but in the, along the and way. And not only just the atmosphere, but like the things that are happening in the slow burn, even though it's a like, slow burn, y- yeah, it's still it, are it, integral it, it, to what's going right, the, the it, horror that comes. It later. pertains to the horror involved. Like Salem's Lot, like it takes yeah. a, a while for Salem's Lot to go, but the whole way there, you're getting your little there's scenes doses in, in of creepiness where characters and are sitting in a bar uh, only because they need the characters to be away from the house for something to happen, and then like each one goes back to the house one at a time. It, it's a boring fucking movie that's just like uh, you, it's indefensible either. Um, yeah, I you're a killer, aren't you? I can't believe we've discussed the children. I don't. <laughs> and the boogans. Jesus. What other dumb, lazy, <coughs> fucking half ass shit did we watch that week? Let's get it out of the way out in this episode. Let's get them so we don't have to talk about them ever again. It's just funny that we went through. We're, well, how did we get to that? Like, I mean, is it just we're just like naming movies that. We can't find anything that's as we, awesome as seen in we Ghost, were, so, so we just went the absolute we were talking, opposite. We, 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 uh, we were talking about Five Element Ninjas, oh, okay. and then we started talking about oh, Year 3. Okay. We're just like, oh, yeah. That is true. Seeding of a Ghost is so good, it just makes you angry that other movies like yeah. children exist. Truth or Dare. More people in this world know about Truth or Dare. The Bloom House is Truth or Dare than they do about Seeding of a Ghost. I'm going to walk into some fucking like 15-year-old girl's birthday party where they're like, we're going to watch scary movies. We're watching Truth or Dare, The Conjuring, Insidious 8, Saw 6. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, look, bitch, here's seating of a ghost. And they're like, oh, my God. That's that's it. Of course, that would never happen. I would just probably get You would just get for- laughed at. Like even if you weren't arrested, they would watch the movie and they would just laugh at you because they would just think no. They'd get like thirty seconds in and they'd be like, "We have to read this, (laughs) nerd." Reading movies and it's from the eighties. What? That guy's not white. How is he not? How is he the lead? I'm gonna (laughs) okay. Prepare yourself because since we're on this subject, I'm about to make you really angry. So prepare yourself yeah, for this. I'm, I'm drunk enough to be angry. Okay. I forget how it came up in, in a conversation, but like you know, there was a discussion about horror movies one day at at work. Not my pre, not my mm. current job, but at my previous job. Okay. And I loaned someone the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Jesus Christ! And they told me that. They hated it and it was boring. Yeah. That sounds like normal average people to me. I cannot 
fathom how someone watches the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and gets bored by what's going because on. Because regular people, the the cancer on the earth known as normal people, <laughs> they don't have an antenna for atmosphere or anything uh, like that. Yeah, I think we've been down this road yeah, before. They just need a movie to jump and dance and entertain them. Like they need it. They can't have any realism or anything like that. The movie has to be just complete. Just that. You know when you watch a movie and you're comp- you're you're protected by the embryo of, of it being a movie like it does, there's nothing about it that's real. You know that's what they need like uh, that blitzkrieg of jump scares and shit to like wake them up. Like that's that's what people need because they're just so drowned in visual media all day that they don't appreciate something that is level and grounded and and authentic they need something that's just like outrageously you know <laughs> yeah but that's, that's the, the the first time you see leatherface of the texas chainsaw yeah, massacre is like like i but remember it's a grown up scare it's not like it's not a it's not a moron scare it's a it's somebody that can has the intelligence to put themselves in that position or the the, the, the intelligence to kind of like see like this is a horrifying yeah. thing. I don't need like a shocking loud sound or anything like to, to yeah. punctuate it. It's not silly, stupid scare. Exactly. It's it's, it's terrifying. Real. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's the same people there's 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 two people that like if you watch if you read a newspaper article and some random inexplainable thing happened, they're like one person will be like, "That's like that can't happen to me. That's like one in millions. Whatever. That's stupid." And go on there. The other person thinks like, "Oh Jesus! Like anybody can die from any random weird event at any time, and that's horrifying." You know what I mean? There's two different mindsets, and right. that second one is the one that shouldn't watch <laughs> horror movies, and the other one is just a fucking moron. <laughs> I've never met an intelligent person that, that said Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't a good movie. That that's actually a a very good point that you somehow found a logic to yeah I, I think no no because i like for whatever reason like sometimes i go on like amazon and i'll go to a great movie like seven samurai or texas chancel massacre and i'll be like let me read the one star reviews <laughs> no reason but to be like yo it's been a it's been a while and for some real reason i'm kind of warming up to my species and let me ruin that right now, so I can just be <laughs> let me let me just remind myself yeah. why I do not care for these people. And let me read a one star review that should not exist yeah. for Seven Samurai. I've, I've never met an intelligent person that said like even people who don't like horror movies like they'll watch like The Exorcist or Alien or Texas Chainsaw and they'll be like oh I see it's not for me but I understand the 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 you know the art behind it but it's those like morons that watch like Saul 32 and Friday the 13th 19 and they're, like they're like well, yeah that's boring they need the thing to pop out of the door and hit the guy yeah yeah, and Leatherface. they do talk like that. They do. In my mind, that's what they sound like. Yeah, the door opening and Leatherface just being there with a sledgehammer isn't enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's there. He. Have you ever seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? I've seen the first ten minutes. I've seen the last ten minutes. I've never seen anything in between. I don't think I've. I, I've watched two of them. I've watched. 
I don't think it was the first remake. I think it was the sequel to the remake. Okay, I don't and then know. I watched the 3D one. I don't know how. Ma- I think there, there's the remake, and I think there's two or three after that. I'm not sure. I've I've never seen any of the. I just, but I've seen the first ten minutes of the remake and the last ten <laughs> minutes of the remake, and that alone, like that, like those ten minute intervals that bookend without seeing anything in between i already know it's one of the worst movies ever fucking made <laughs> it is literally exactly what you think it is it is some fucking retard slop made for pop culture audiences for 2003 it's it's and that it, you that sounds awful and that's exactly how bad it is <laughs> wait you you should actually watch the opening of of i think it's texas chancellor massacre 3d you should just like if you want to fucking make your blood is boil. Is that the one that's the reboot kind of one? like it? It starts at the end of the very first. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I will not. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. I know what you're trying to do. I understand it. I think I you should. I cannot do it. I mean, when I get a terminal illness and I decide like, oh well, I'm not gonna make it, so I might as well get a machine gun and like kill poachers in Africa, and I'll need something to get me like dredged up for like murder, death, fucking kill, white, whitey, fucking honky massacre, six six six. I will watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. But until then, no, thank no. you. Yeah, just watch the first. Seven minutes. I I can't do. Isn't even Gunnar Hansen doesn't even show up. Like he's in it, right? No. I thought I thought I think, like some of the I, people I, from the first. I like, thought they, no. Well, apparently, like the. I think he was dead by that point. No, wasn't he, he? he wasn't. He he died a little after. I have the book. I uh, did you read his book about the making of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. I have it. It's great. I'll, okay. I'll let you. I'll lend you because. Um, it's funny how he even says, it's like, all right, like, there's other Texas Chainsaw Massacre making, or there's one, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Companion. I've read it about nine times. But he's like, yes, some of the stories in mine conf- conflict with that one. But he's like, yeah, but come on, <coughs> this was 40 years ago, you know, of course. He's like, it's Rashomon. You're going to get, like, different right. sides of the same story. He was a very intelligent, well-spoken person. Like his book was w- very uh, yeah, well written. Yeah, I, I, I actually like, like I, I didn't talk to him because he was talking to people. But like, I was actually in a room where he was like, kind of like holding court yeah. with people, and he was really like very sophisticated, and he was very nice to everybody, and he, and he just had this like kind of like refined sort yeah. of air about well, him. Um, when he passed away, Doug Bradley, the guy who played um, Pinhead, Pinhead, which I hate saying, um, wrote a thing about him on, on a thing. He's like, you got to understand, like me and him did a hundred conventions together. We hung out a bunch of times, and he's like, every time we could escape away from the convention, you know, we did our thing, and we can just take a break, hang out together. And talk about anything besides fucking horror movies for right. twenty minutes. And he's like, he was like a brilliant poet who was well spoken, had very insightful ideas and opinions. <laughs> he's like, he just said he loved hanging out with him. He was like, and he's like, rest in peace, dude. Like, I'll miss you. Like you were, like he would just. I mean, they never worked together, right? But they they just did so many conventions where they they would just sneak off and smoke a joint or something and just like. Chit chat, you know, unwind, decompress after signing Hellraiser and Texas Chainsaw Massacre posters for eight hours a right. day. But in summation, 
watch the beginning of Texas Chainsaw. I, I like I said when I when I get my terminal illness and I'm going on my anti poacher killing spree or anti trophy <laughs> hunter killing spree, where I'm just going to murder the fuck out of so many ugly, awful, shitty, I disgusting can't, subhumans. I I can't wait that long. I I, I can. I, well, it won't be long. You know the way I drink, smoke, and eat. I got like eight <laughs> years. Uh, it will be before. Well, listen, listen. I'm going to do that murder spree. Like when the elephants are on the brink you, of extinction, that's when I will do it. Like even if I'm not dying, it'll be worth it to me. Why don't you just man up and murder people now? And murder people now, <laughs> and watch the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Do you Master think 3D? if I murdered people, if I let's say I killed twelve, I murdered twelve people, would the prison let me do the podcast? Like where you guys can come over and we do. Uh yeah, Maybe. depending. We could bring yeah, we could bring the microphones to. Uh, they wouldn't know because of all the wires. I think I'd hang myself with the wires. Oh, that's true. No, we'll just put it up to the holes in the glass. Well, they usually yeah. put like when when you do like the um, like the uh, known like non like partition visits. You're usually uh you know cuffed to like a chair like at a table yeah. or something so but it would be very difficult for me to watch the two movies that week wouldn't it unless i somehow convince the whole prison to watch seating of a ghost <laughs> they'll be yeah uh, that'll be the first movie so then like they'll be like, yeah let him pick the movie that movie was nuts yeah. and when they like complain about a movie you like you're just like you fucking normal piece yeah, of shit you fucking dumb <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> Anyway, Seating of a Ghost is great. You should watch it. Yeah. Uh, Thumbs up here, Joe. Yeah. Andrew. 80 thumbs up. Yeah. Is this the best movie we've done so far? I think so. I I mean, it's the most entertaining by far. Yeah. I mean, like, Who Can Kill a Child could be a better movie. Yeah. For a movie that that I've never really heard of or or I had no idea it was that good. All right. Do we have anything else you want to say before we say goodnight? Um, I mean, if anyone's listening, uh, we have some social media email address and whatnot. You can reach out to us late night psychorama at gmail.com. How is night spelled? N I T E. It's not N I G H T. No. Why is that? I don't know. You, you decided to write because, um, like when you would see like a sign. Yeah. It's always late night. It's You know? On every, like any anything growing up that had to do with late night anything was always NIT. Was USA's up all night NITE? I think so. I don't want to look that up. Somebody answer that question for us, so we have somebody to talk to. Yeah, somebody talk to us. Yeah, nobody has anybody sent an email to that. No, so that we're not just talking into the void. Somebody talk to us. Somebody has to be listening. We're we're very. uh, You could. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Did you like Beyond the Door more than Messiah of Evil? No. That's one. Wow. One time he got it right. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to beat this horse <laughs> until it looks like a prop from Seating of a Ghost. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night.
Good night. Bye. Stop it, please. For God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to... Please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Stop it.